Pipi and Kaki and Pipi Kaka Land. Okay, I was done. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Lady Kira's Galactic Adventure, where we traverse the universe in our Corellian Corvette Cruiser, the Vindicator. I am, of course, your host on this excursion, Kira Von Dar, but I'm also joined by our resident Jedi Padawan slash part-time tour guide, Rusty Nell. Say hello there, Master Jedi. Hello there! This week, we're continuing our exploration of the interior as we travel to Alsacon. If you have any questions before takeoff, please make sure you leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you listen on. If you rate five stars and leave a message, whether on Apple Podcasts or maybe on my social media sites listed in the show notes, then I will read it on the air. If you have no questions, comments, or concerns, then make sure to bypass the compressor, stage a vote of no confidence against the Chancellor of the Galactic Senate, and work out enough so that one day you could potentially crawl out of a Sarlacc pit. This week on Lady Kira's Galactic Adventure. Let's get right into it. In canon, Alsacon is an astronomical object located at L9 in the galactic grid and was located along the Perlemian trade route, to which I discussed a bit in the Coruscant episode, which you, sh- which you should definitely go listen to uh, after this one. I consider the Coruscant episode as mandatory listening for this podcast, along with the Chathon system episode, which I worked really hard on and needs more listens. So, uh, do your thing, internet. <laughs> Admiral Trench. <laughs> During the Imperial Era, Alsacon was very loyal to the Empire, even housing an Imperial Academy to which Allegiant General Enric Pride of the First Order attended. The culture of the planet is regarded as militaristic, branching off to form like a military riding tradition where swagger sticks were used most likely to joust. That's not how he does it, he goes... No, like that. Stop. <laughs> hey, Kira! What are swagger sticks? Are they just something you need to have to swagger? To swagger? To. No. To, to. Swagger? To have swagger. There, there. <laughs> great. Can I put it on my lightsaber? No. Uh, great question, Rez. And swagger sticks were basically canes that were seen as symbolic of authority. For example, we have two people who I know for certain use them, such as Chairman Papanoida, uh, the character that you know that Katie Lucas made to represent her dad uh, uh, of the Pantoran Assembly, as well as Admiral Trent of the Confederacy of Independent Systems Navy, you know, the separatists, uh, who are known to use them. Is that all we have on Alsacon and Canon Kira? Actually, it isn't this time, Rez. Big shocker, I know. Alsacon is most well known for the Alsacon conflicts, which I briefly mentioned in the episode where we covered the planet Ojan, the homeworld of the Besselisk species. Well, what are the Alsacon conflicts? They must be complex if we put them off for this long. Another great question, Rez. Uh, your master would be proud. Look, I'm gonna start by saying <laughs> there isn't much on these in, in canon, so we'll be hopping right on over to Legends soon, but not yet. Uh, so in canon, the Asakan Complex were a series of situations that resulted in the first deployment of capital ships that matched the scale of those used by the Republic and the Empire in the later Clone Wars and Galactic Civil War. Also referred to as, quote, the Dreadnought Era, this period ended with the development of cutting-edge turbo lasers that could tear apart ray shields, therefore rendering large warships obsolete. I have another question. When did they take place? Well, I can tell you that in canon... They ended at around 22 BBY, towards the beginning of the Clone Wars. Can I say this thing now? Now? Fine. Then everything we have on Ozicon, Complex, and Canon. 
so let's hop right on over to Legends. Did I do good? Yeah, you did. <clears throat> uh, where were we? Oh, oh, right. The Alsacon conflicts in Legends were a series of 17 wars waged between the planets Coruscant and Alsacon over a period of 14,000 years for the right to be the capital of the galaxy. They were mainly fought in the expansion region and spanned from 17,000 to 3,017 BBY. That's a long time. There must have been a lot of battles. Yeah, there were a lot of battles. Too many for us to talk about today, so we're gonna get into the how and why of the conflicts and the effects that it had on galactic history. How does a war that lasts that long even start? Well, the conflict had started during the Great Manifest period, or the first major wave of colonization initiated by the Galactic Republic at around 20,000 BBY. There were two super hyper routes that branched off from Coruscant, the Prolemian trade route and the Corellian run, which formed an quote, open bottom triangle to which Coruscant lies at the apex of. Didn't you cover the, no, no, the Coruscant and how its galactic location led to its success in the Coruscant episode? Yes, I did, loyal listener. If you haven't listened to the Coruscant episode yet, you definitely should when we finish this episode because here at LQGA, also known as Lady Kira's Black Adventure, we deem the Coruscant episode as mandatory listening for this podcast, and that is the second time I have said this today. Back to the <gasps> Alzacon complex. <laughs> it is important to note that the Corellian run also branches off to form the Patelos trade route, which along the Corellian run, f- along with the Corellian run, formed an area called, quote, the Spin, extending from Duro to Aland, which is the cornerstone of the early galaxy, where the norm became super urban planets, bureaucratic med- mega worlds, and a strong centralized government with lots of built-in economic safety nets. The Perlemian. 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 However, was not part of this spin, as unlike the multi-species of its counterpart, the PTR was a human-dominated, while economic activity was increasing then tenfold. Of course, Alcicon became a champion of those human-dominated sectors and was invited. Which envied. In, envied. Coruscant's privileged position and influence, the Asakani saw the Republic as overly powerful and themselves were people aristocratic 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 and their values enthusiastic enthusiastic for conversation and local independence and cared a little for bureaucracy 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 or mass-produced goods beyond warships and blasters that was a lot of big words up top sister with the galaxy divided in two, now is where the real conflict begins, when the younger sons of Alsakani nobles, seeking to distance themselves from authority, established small colonies in the inner rim, whilst the great trading conglomerates of the Spin, the Grand Companies, uh, pressed rimward into the slice in pursuit of raw materials, forming a territory dubbed, quote, the Exploitation Region, that was actively controlled by the Grand Companies by at least 17,000 BBY. The settlement uh, of the inner rim around the Perlemian was bolstered by refugees displaced by the Grand Company's activities. It is at this point that Alsacon led the Axis worlds, or the worlds along the Perlemian, in moving south to block the Grand Companies, claiming resource-rich worlds in the path of their expansion, and that's also where things get really messy. And when she means messy, she really means it. The first Alsacon conflict began in 17,000... 18 BBY when 
arm Duros Duros Freighters Freighters clashed with Asakani warships. The Coruscant government obviously backed the Grand Companies. Further clashes took place in Poros Vita. Poros Vita. Poros Vita. And Balasco. Belasco. Belasco and the fleets of Coruscant and Alaska and clashed in the hyperspace minefield between the two systems at the Battle of Kess. Just inserting myself here. Kess? Kess. Does, does that sound familiar to anyone? Calcestis. I was going for Kessel, but okay. This first conflict wouldn't end until 16,800 BBY when the Bureau Bureau, Bureau. Our ships and services threatened to withhold navigational data if the war continued over a thousand years of warfare. For what? To get yelled at by mom for not giving the route to your brother? Can you not? We've talked to Erez. We've talked about the yelling. We've gotten some complaints from the staff. Oh, really? No. This event that Arez was talking about is called the the Chalot 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 Chalotto compromise, and was able to answer questions about representation in the Senate temporarily, which I think you could see coming. Uh, the temporarily part, as we have a couple more thousand years of warfare to go. Alsacon continued their southward campaign of searching for raw materials. Sensing another war, war was percolating, uh, Corellia, symp- sympathetic to Alsacon, but with deep ties to the Spin and the Grand Companies, inserted the Contemplius Hermi Clause into the Galactic Constitution, which gave it the right to rescue itself from the Republic if the two sides reopened hostilities. This conflict and its resolution set the standard for the next 14,000 years. Alsakani nobles and Coruscant-backed megacorporations competed for resources in the expansion region, while Corellia protected its own interests but tried to avoid choosing sides. Each conflict effectively split the Republic into three independent states, sometimes for centuries at a time. And I just want to, like, emphasize here how important Corellia is to the galactic world. Um, Corellia is where the majority of shipbuilding factories are located, and you can't have an intergalactic war without the shipbuilding factories to make the ships for you, right? Yeah, So it's obviously that we have to, Corelli has to protect its interests not only so they can make money, but that's so everyone else has ships. So, you said that, right? I was gonna say that you interrupt me in my croissant. Croissant? Croissant Delore? We haven't gotten there yet. By the way, if you didn't know, croissant Delore is what Arez calls Mandalore. Also, I call croissant croissant easier. That's why the episode is called croissant. Yep. Okay. Cause I ate it. Okay, your move. <laughs> the first five conflicts saw repeated attempts to secure victory using the fleets of capital ships, but neither side had military resources. Split its forces between attack and defense. And neither wished to leave itself defenseless. Squadrons of battleships guarded both sides. (laughs) Core planets were fast cruises launched. Raids into the expansion region. Also, for reference, the fifth conflict ended in 12,980 BBY. 12,980 BBY. I know she got very quiet there. And um, if you didn't see on this side, uh, she was slaying. Slay! 
Uh, during the conflicts, uh, numerous items of historic interest were destroyed, including two of the wonders of the galaxy, Belgoth's Beacon, a hyperspace beacon and satellite dating from around 25,100 BBY, was destroyed in the core campaigns of the second Alsacon conflict in around 15,600 BBY. And the centerpiece of the Asakan mosaics was destroyed during the cleansing of Rukapar in 14,450 during BBY during the third Asakan conflict. After the Galactic Republic fell under the control of the PSD Theocrats, let's try saying that ten times fast. PSD Theocrats, PSD Theocrats, PSD Theocrats. Okay, I'm done, I'm done. Green B. <laughs> Not in 12,000 BBY, around 12,000 BBY, it began a series of increasingly brutal crusades against the species on, in the Outer Rim. In response, Alsacon and much of the Axis seceded from the Republic at around 11,820 BBY. The second Alsacon conflict was a vicious war. Sorry, the sixth Alsacon conflict was a vicious war between the Alsacon and the PSD Republic, which saw Alsacon open up secret lines of communication with numerous species that had been the victims of the Crusades, including the Duros, Herglix, and the Huts. I know what you're thinking. What are the PSD Theocrats? <gasps> it's hard to say, right? Yeah, Microsoft too. Piazdia was a fanatic humocentrism religion and first came to power when one of their members, the man who would become known as Constipex, <coughs> Constipated, no, Con Constipated Constipex, the first, uh, became Supreme Chancellor of the Republic in 11,987 BBY. The Piazdia was a monotheistic religion that worshipped a deity known as the Goddess. Uh, members of Piestia adhered to a strict moral code emphasizing humocentrism and spiritual purity. They associated the outer rim with chaos and believed that they had divine mandates to defeat chaos in return for gaining treasures and divine secrets. The sect's primary interests were military conquest, acquiring material wealth, and religious missionary work. Many spacers accumulated much social status and wealth by privateering for the sect. As a human supremacist cult, the, the PSDA regarded many alien species as, quote, unredeemable due to their alleged inferiority and the threat they possessed to the human civilizations of the core worlds. And they viewed their military conflicts against their opponents as crusades with the ultimate intention of gaining spiritual merit and purification. Where have we seen that before? <clears throat> Despite their humocentric outlook, the PSDO were more than willing to accept alien converts if they were wealthy or well-contacted or had traits that deemed useful, like such as the Rodians, the Wookiees, Huts, and Weequays. Uh, religious conversion was associated with increased social mobility and unrestricted passage throughout Republic-controlled worlds for those who enlisted in the Republic's military, which was then firmly under the sex control. Okay, that's intense, but I need to tell you something. Okay. So, when I was training at the end, while you were on your way, my master said we're gonna just take some flowers from different worlds. Dissect them. What? Yeah. That's so off topic. To see what... Since when we're, we're talking about war. I know! There's flowers in the <laughs> After them, people take a bunch of flowers and throw them on the graves, and then they like Bob. Carapace, can you do your lines now? Okay, and that's intense. Can we go back to the complex? I think that's even better. I prefer that. Ah, oh, my croissant. It says, but okay. My croissant. 
I'm look. I'm, I'm getting to the conflicts. Just, just give me a second here, okay? I lost my thunder. Okay, conflicts. PSD. Oh, I got it. From 11,100 BBY, the PSD began a series of violent inquisitions to root out heresy within its own ranks. Alsakan collaborated with the Kamasi and the Jedi Order to spread a secret faith within the PSD to create a movement of, quote, renunciates that would help to restore the Republic. In 12,967 BBY, the renunciates declared themselves, sparking the seventh Alsakan conflict. Seventh. We're just on seven, by the way. Just remember that. <laughs> also known as the PSD Civil War. The conflict ended with the arrest of Supreme Chancellor Constipated. <coughs> Constipex. Um, what is that? The nine, 19th? By the Jedi at the Battle of Uquin. Um, but be reminded, this is only the seventh conflict out of seventeen. But we don't have much on many of the others, so let's talk about the last one to close out the conflicts. The seventh and seventeenth, sorry, and final Alsacon conflict flared up in the aftermath of the Galactic War, which was caused by an Axis buildup of mass-produced sublate missile corvettes and the Republic buildup of invincible-class fast battleships. Alsacon's Corvette squadron successfully defended the Perlimian systems against the Republic raids, but the decisive role was played by the Corellians, who responded to the saber-rattling of both sides by building a fleet of long-range frigates. In 3017 BBY, Corellian privateers inflicted heavy defeats on both Alsacon and Coruscant, leading both to join forces and declare war on Corellia. Republic forces were rapidly outfought, and Corellian Prince Admiral Jonash A. Solo di dictated a peace treaty at Swords Point on the floor of the Senate, which would last for thousands of years to come. The conflicts between Coruscant and Alsacan along the Axis made settlement along the Perlemian trade route increasingly unattractive, resulting in a shift of colonists to the west of the Corellian rung along the growing trade spine, which means that the true victor of the Alsacan conflicts was Corellia, whose, whose neutrality allowed it to protect and enrich its colonies in the Corellian he hegemony, heg hegemony <laughs> uh, around the Corellian run and the Corellian trade spine. Believe it or not, there were benefits, for lack of a better word, for this war, as in they helped to spread the high galactic alphabet throughout the galaxy, which Alsacon heavily promoted uh, as an alternative script for Galactic Basic as part of its efforts to portray itself as an alternative galactic capital, despite the primary written language still being Aurebesh, and obviously, they never became the capital. Sorry, I was getting a snack that my master gave me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's cool and all, but are we finally done? We haven't covered the planet or the system yet. God damn okay, it. Okay, yes, 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 we are. Do you want to transition us out of here? Hell yeah, Radu. That is everything we have on the Alsacon complex. Both canon and legend. So we're finally going to get back to its planet and whatever cells on there. There is to know about it. Material girl! Literally traumatizing. Okay, first off, Alsakan, in Legends of course, is located in the Alsaka sector of the Alsakan system to which there's no information on, so there will be no system time this week, sorry. Uh, it was a terrestrial urban ecumenopolis, which means city planet. I've discussed a few ecumenopolises, ecumenopoli. Say ecumenopolis. Ecumenopolis. 
Ecumenopolis. <laughs> okay, such as Empress Teta in uh, the Biz Hyperspace Tract and Coruscant so far. So if you're interested in such types of planets, because they are pretty cool to think about, uh, you should go check out the Biz Hyperspace Tract episode, which is the first video I ever posted, and the Coruscant episode, the sorry, the Croissant episode for more information. You've been saying that, let me count, 10,000 million times. There's one major city on Alphacon named Genevere, I think, because it's an X. It's spelled X-E-N-V-A-E-R, and sometimes the W H I C. And, and sometimes X makes like a J sound, so let's go Genevere, Genevere, Genevieve. Uh-oh, <laughs> disregarded as the home of the Genevere Civic Auditorium. Footprint! Let's go. I bit my hand. <laughs> Now my master's gonna be mad at me. Can you read? No! <laughs> at 22 BBY, it was hosted a large refuge. Refugee! Refugee! Relief moment. Move on, on me! No, can you say it correctly? Start over. Please. For their eardrums, please. No, I'll break them until they die. And 22 BBY, it was hosted, a large refugee, relief moment, fundraiser, attended by Supreme Chancellor, Rip Alpatia! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you mean Daddy Pops? Shush. Okay. I'm gonna put tape on your mouth. Can you, can you hurry up? <laughs> and members of its loyalist committee, the fundraiser was estimated to have raised 75 million credits for that refugee Ow. relief moment. I'm sorry for your eardrums at home. I don't pray for them. You should. No. Oh. I'll cut them off. You can't. They're inside the ear. You can't cut them off. Go in there. Cut off the ear. Open their head. Find the eardrum. <laughs> Break it. Put it back in. <laughs> Put everything. Connect it all back. Oh, Yay! I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm I feel like that blind guy from Cheetah's Imway. His name is Cheetah's Imway. Put some respect on the name. Lemon. Lemon. <laughs> His name is Lemon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Positioned on the Prolemian trade route, immediately rimward of Coruscant, Alsacon was a heavily urbanized planet that had been a regional power broker for a millennia. It was considered part of Arrowhead, uh, the triangle of ancient systems at the head of the Prolemian and Corellian run that had a growth out of out of the tetrahedron in the earliest days of the Galactic Republic, as we discussed before. You know this. You're very smart people. Alsakani cultures and value came to dominate the human majority world of the Prolemian, which championed local independence and limited government. This region, known as, quote, the Axis, not, not the one on Earth, not the bad one. They don't genocide people. <clears throat> came into opposition to the heavily urbanized and bureaucratic megaworlds of, quote, the spin, as we also already discussed before. Okay. Wait, wait. Did we talk about that? Um, 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 um also, um, long time ago, um, what's it called? PP. No. Alsacon used to be inhabited by a group called the Keelik. Kira, who was a killer. <sighs> okay. Bear with me. We've reached the point in the script, because this is scripted, if you didn't know, uh, where I'm getting very tired. So I'm just going to go over the Kulik in confirmed canon. If y'all want more on them, totally hit me up on my socials or a review and let me know. 
the Keelik were a green insectoid species of beings known to reside in nests. Okay, they're ugly. Okay, fine. I guess we do have to cover a bit of legends, but I'm not getting too much into it, okay? Look, in legends, Keeliks, who refer to themselves as the kind, were a sentient insectoid species from Yogoi in the unknown regions. Are you done? No. The Keelix were once native to Alderaan in the Core Worlds. Cocky. <laughs> they built large mound-like structures on the plains of both Alderaan and Alsakan. Long before most other species came to these worlds, the Keelix completely vanished. Oh my god! As a species, Keelix varied greatly in size, form, and function, though all shared a similar genetic code, but were actually very genetically diverse. Um, their society consisted of hives, or nests, in which its members shared the same physical attributes. I don't know why, don't ask me why. They possessed the ability to communicate with each other through a variety of means that included pheromones, electromagnetic transmissions, and also long-range long telepathy. Listen, that's all I can do right now. If you want to deep dive into them later, feel free to let me know, okay? Are you okay? Do you need a water break? Oh my god, my nose is water. <laughs> water sounds nice. You want to take over for a little bit? Uh. Sure. Tight. I'll be here. Ask me questions if you need. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. And twenty. No. Do it like and me. Twenty six. Here, here. Here's a hint. Do your best impression of me. And twenty six thousand BBY. Alphacon was colonized by humans from Corazon in the colony ship Quaticlore. The Planet was divided into kingdoms until the king of Archais, Archaeus, Archaeus, in, in united. united the planet after the Battle of Ten Valleys. After that, Alphacon would become a core founder of the Galactic Republic in 25,053 BBY, as we discussed before. The Alphacon had favored a limited economic and political union over the galaxy-spanning state of the Galactic Republic. Also, Alphacon was isolated from the cultural and economic pressures that produce old galactic standards, the trade for the trade language that became galactic basic, and the Asakani continued to speak high galactic. Hey Kira, how are you feeling better now? I'm tired. Please! Yeah, yeah much better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for filling in. What'd you talk about? Just colonization and Asakan society. Got that money, 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 and wow. And I'm bleeding blue. Good job. I'm, I guess we should start wrapping this up, right? So, um. Oh, uh, yeah. Alsacon remained loyal to the Galactic Republic during the Clone Wars, and its star Dreadnought was put into service with the Republic Navy to defend the Corps against separatist incursions. Hey, Kira, what about the Galactic Civil War? We haven't even talked about the Empire today. Or at least we hardly have. Oh, You're right. Um, while a member of the Galactic Empire, Alsakan was one of the first Imperial worlds to surrender to Admiral Akbar's fleet uh, when the New Republic entered the Core Worlds in 6 ABY. In 10 ABY, however, the forces of the reborn Emperor Palpatine advanced out of the Deep Core and reconquered numerous Core Worlds, yeah. including Alsakan. No, actually, we talked about the Okay, but last episode was all Empire all the time. Because it was about Battlefront 2. Yeah. Okay. Hey, here. I have another question. Shoot. How do you know all this stuff? A Jedi never reveals their secrets. You're not a Jedi. I'm a Jedi. How do you know I'm not a Jedi? 
Because I do, I have the force to tell the truth. Well, you know, the Vindicator was one of those ships to retake the Core Worlds after the Battle of Jakku. You know, I was a ranking admiral in the Rebel Alliance, and I still technically am. Is that why you and my master broke up? Okay! Moving on! <laughs> we gotta talk about one more thing, folks, before we close out the episode. I know you were probably wondering what the population situation on Altacon is, so let's get right into it! Nobody the Altacani were human settlers who had arrived on the planet aboard the colony ship Cloud Explorer, like we mentioned before. As a people, they were aristocratic in their values and enthusiastic for op open spaces and local independence. Reflecting their views, the ancient Altacani national epic, the Archeod, described the Prolemian trade route as, quote, an arrow sent into the possible. Fun fact, the infamous outlaw surgeon Dr. Cornelius Evanzen was an Alcani Al Al active in the Outer Rim during the Galactic Civil War, performing horrific experience on unwilling participants. So not a fun fact, but just a fact, I suppose. And on that note, we are done! we have for you on Alsacon in both Cannons and Legends. We hope you enjoyed your journey this week and your stay so far aboard the Vindicator. You say it like you did last week. Vindicator! That made me really happy. If you have any questions or concerns about your stay, feel free to bring it up with one of our personnel on board via a private message or a DM. Perhaps in our TikTok account, Snapchat a collective rules, or at unidentified robot, or maybe our Instagram at Lady Kira, or perhaps at the review of our show. All of those usernames and their respective platforms will be listed in the show notes. Next time we will be journeying to Anaxis and whatever court worlds I can cover in an hour or less. Until next time, my friends, companions, and droids. May the force be with you all! Hey, Kira. Yes, Erez. Can't tell you a joke. Yeah, totally. Shoot the boot. Wow. <laughs> you don't like my phrase? Shoot the boot? No. Which program do Jedi use to open a PDF file? I don't know. Adobe wants Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> wow.